Yo, yo, welcome to post-game edition of the Forum Club. I'm Jovan Buha, your new Lakers beat writer, coming to you live from my first Lakers game, joined by Bill Oram. Bill, how you doing? Old Lakers beat writer. Uh, Jovan, <laughs> it's, it's intellectually dishonest to say you're, call, you're, you're talking to people from your first Lakers home game because you need to tell the people where you really are right now. We're actually in a parking garage. Uh, <laughs> right next to Staples Center. I hear like some pipe dripping somewhere. I hope we get that. I hope that we get that ambient sound on the podcast. <laughs> like I listen to a lot of like serial podcasts and like it's the ambient sound that makes them really good. Uh, this is uh, we're, we're the last two people here. Dedication. I hope our bosses are listening to this. <laughs> <laughs> Jovan, what happened? What happened in this game tonight? The Lakers got their rings and then they played the Clippers. What uh, what what transpired? Well, the, the Lakers lost 116 109. It was kind of some similar vibes to open opening night of last year, uh, which obviously went the Clippers way, but the season ended up going the Lakers way. Um, but the, the Clippers jumped on them from the start, uh, as Frank Vogel said after the game. Uh, took a 22-point lead in the first quarter. Lakers rallied back to cut that to two at halftime. Uh, then Paul George went supernova to end the third, start the fourth. Uh, and that kind of put the game away. Uh, LeBron sat the last eight minutes. Didn't come back in. Um, he and AD only combined for 59 minutes. So, uh, you know, to me, the story of the game was the Lakers' defense or lack thereof. Um, you know, obviously there, there was probably some ring ceremony hangover, but uh, to me, that was the story of just how bad the defense looked and, and fitting in the new pieces. Yeah. And, you know, I think it's really, I just want to really stress that I think it's so hard to extrapolate end-of-season um, conclusions from this game. Not only is it the first game of the season, which is always a dangerous thing to try to read too much into, but for this Lakers team, you are talking about 72 days after they played um, in the bubble, won the championship, incredibly short offseason, somewhat longer offseason for the Clippers uh, for, for reasons that are well-known. But, you know, to me, this, this Lakers team, uh, you know, has really been messaging really – for a month now that they are going to be very careful and conservative with how they ease into this season. And that's what you see, saw with LeBron. I mean, LeBron not coming back into a game because it was a 13 point game. Like if this is, I mean, obviously the playoffs, but even later in a normal regular season, LeBron's still coming back in and trying to, and trying to, and trying to whittle that down. So I don't think the Lakers, um, you know, mind the way this game went. Um, I think this is, this is in some ways an extended preseason for them. You know, you've got a lot of new pieces you're still trying to fit together. I don't know how many guys tonight we heard talk about getting their legs back under them. You know, that's not what you expect to hear generally uh, after game one, but this is just not a general year. What were your first impressions of the newcomers? I mean, Schroeder was the best of the bunch, I thought. Um, you know, obviously he finished with 14 points, 12 rebounds, by the way, and then eight assists. And, you know, he looked good as he, his, his shot looked good. He knocked down a couple threes. Um, you know, he just looked very comfortable out there. And, you know, Harrell had a couple of moments also. Um, I mean, probably the most notable thing that happened among the new guys was Mark Gasol's just, uh, you know, the egg that he laid, uh, in his first game. You know, there were two really quick fouls and then, um, a third foul in the second quarter. He only played like seven minutes in the first half and then ended up picking up his fifth foul in 12 minutes. So he just didn't, he barely played, didn't score, didn't attempt a shot and had one rebound and an assist. So, you know, it's not a great matchup against the Clippers. Um, you know, the Lakers, I think probably, you know, in a playoff series would lean a little more heavily on, you know, AD, uh, maybe on surge, but it, it gets, um, 
you know, it does get to this issue that I've kind of harped on for a while, which is just I'm not sure the Lakers center depth is 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 where it needs to be by the end of the year. I'm going to be curious to see if they end up bringing someone else in at that position. Not because Marcus All had a bad first game with the Lakers, but because he's their only real true center. That was one of my first thoughts in the first half. I think Trez ended up playing 14 straight minutes for, from about midway through the first yeah, into right. deep in the second quarter. And and that that's what I was thinking. I was like, if they, you know, if there's an instance to have a, a third center, this would be that. Um, I, I'm, I'm with you. I think Mark looked, you know, pretty slow footed, which we kind of expected. But um, it was really, ex- you know, I, I felt the Clippers did a good job of, of attacking him in the pick and roll, putting him in situations where he had to move his feet. And, you know, he, he obviously fouled a lot um, as kind of a result of that. Wes Matthews was also very quiet, uh, went 0 for 2, missed hit his two three point looks. Um, kind of got cooked by by Kawhi and PG um, at, at various points, and um, I, I do wonder what, when looking at the rotation and how Vogel responded. Um, he started to play THT, and, and Wes and THT both played 11 minutes. Um, so you, you figure with LeBron and AD playing more minutes at some point, someone's going to have to get squeezed in the rotation. And I do wonder if maybe it comes down to Wes versus THT for a given night of one night we need offense, we're going to go to THT. One night we need defense, we're going to go to Wes. Um, but otherwise, I thought the rotation looked about as we'd expect. Again, Mark will play more when he's not in foul trouble. But do you have any long-term concern? I know you said you don't want to take away too much from this, but even going back to last season, Kawhi and PG, uh, I think they combined to average 58 points a game across the four games. Um, is there any concern there with, with the Lakers' defense versus those two? And, um, you know, everyone's picking these two again to make the conference finals. And if they end up meeting there, how confident are you in the Lakers' defense versus those two? So what we saw last year that finally worked was when Frank Vogel put Anthony Davis on Kawhi, and that matchup was very compelling. Like, I trust LeBron versus Paul George head-to-head in a, you know, in a, in a matchup that matters. Um, Kawhi is the wild card, and I think Anthony Davis is probably the answer there. I worry about that over seven games in yeah. 11 days or whatever playoff series ends up being. Um, you know, this is this is an issue for the Lakers. I mean, they have not had a good, you know, a really – I mean, I'm not saying they haven't had good players, but they haven't had a guy who could guard Kawhi one-on-one. You know, I'm, I go back to the season opener last year. If you remember the second quarter – of, of the season of the season opener Contavious Caldwell Pope you know was a very logical guy to have on Kawhi and he got cooked and then tonight you know here we are you know a year and two months later and it felt like Wesley Matthews kind of got that same opportunity in the second quarter and I saw a lot of the same uh, again and and so um you know I don't know what you do about it I don't I don't know that the Lakers I think the Lakers probably hope that they have enough you know perimeter defense to get by and and then you know in in the moments that really matter you know you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna expend AD in that matchup, but you know in the regular season, particularly in a season opener, you're feeling these guys out. You want to see what Wesley Matthews can do against Kawhi. You want to see what THT can do against Kawhi. Um, you know, and it's probably not going to be a great outcome, but at least then you have a little bit of a, a frame of reference. And so, um, I do think that that is not a good matchup for the Lakers. I think you know you go back to when the Clippers flamed out against uh, Denver. I mean, there were plenty of people who said this team was built to beat the Lakers. They weren't built to beat a a team like Denver with a center like Jokic. And I I don't think that has changed a whole lot. I think that the, the the Clippers are a very problematic matchup for the, for the Lakers. And I mean, there's a reason we've seen it so much in the regular season. I mean, the first two matchups last year, and you can, I think you can kind of throw away the, the one matchup in the bubble, but the Lakers barely won that one. 
Um, and, and then tonight. So the only win you've really got that you can really hang your hat on if you're the Lakers is the one right before the hiatus last year. Yeah, and, and, and Frank said it after the game that he, he felt like he was, and maybe that was just coach speak, but he, he said he was okay with the defense because he felel that the, the Clippers really exploited them in, in one-on-one situations. And he was like, hey, if, if we're going to go down that way with, with them just beating us one-on-one, like, you know, it, it is what it is. So um, I, I do like AD on Kawhi. I, I actually thought Kuz was was someone who defended well. He, he did have, he was guarding PGA, I think, for part of that stretch where, where PG went off. But, um, you know, Paul George is Paul George. And I, I know, you know, we, everyone has made jokes about him and, and criticized his playoff performance, but there's a reason, you know, he, he's considered, you know, top 15, top 20 guys. So I think him going off like that, even on Kuz, like I, I thought Kuz overall played pretty well. His shot selection wasn't bad. Um, you, you didn't see some of the things you saw at times in the preseason. So uh, of course, one game, small sample size, but um, you know, that, that was his first game after his extension. Right. And I, I thought he fit in. Um, moving forward to, to Christmas, um, w- one of the storylines was going to be LeBron's ankle. Uh, he, he said he's going to drink some wine tonight. Uh, <laughs> before he got on, he said he was hungry as shit. Um, so I, I think, you know, he's, he's going to have around the clock treatment as he also said. And, um, I don't think that's an issue, but I mean, I don't know. What, what did you think of LeBron tonight? Yeah. He missed a few layups. Yeah. There were a couple of bunnies right there at the rim that you're not used to seeing him in miss, but then he also had a couple of really emphatic finishes at the rim. Yeah. I think, I think it's a case where, you know, I felt like he was feeling the game out. You know, he wasn't going to, he wasn't going to overexert himself. Um, <laughs> pardon me. It was certainly more than we saw from him in the preseason. Um, you know, but on this ankle, I'll say this, like you got a 36 year old. I didn't know my watch was an alarm clock, but now it's going <laughs> off. Hold on. Let me push a button. See if I can snooze it. All right. Um, I got this watch for my birthday and it's like so much smarter than me. It's the same watch Eric Spolstra wears, which is what I oh, do really? my wife. It's a G shock by Casio. It's not, which is not a sponsor by the way, but I saw, I saw that watch. I was like, what? <laughs> that's a great looking watch, Eric Spolstra. And then I figured out it was like only a hundred dollar watch. Like my wife got it for me for my birthday. I don't know how to use it. Anyway. Um, I, I, I think about LeBron on Christmas with a, with a potentially, you know, sprained or, you know, whatever ankle there is. I, I understand it's a marquee game. I understand it. You know, it's a huge deal for the league, but if you're trying to be smart and conservative with your star players at this point, you know, 72 game season, I, I would not be forcing him out onto the court. And you, you know, the, the games that follow after that might be easier to hold him out Portland, Minnesota than San Antonio and Memphis. If, if there is something actually happening with the ankle, but I mean, the guy's about to turn 36 years old. Um, this is a weird season. He's had a short off season. If he, you know, did anything other than just sort of your routine sort of tweak to the ankle. I, I mean, I could certainly make, make an argument that you, you take you take the the backlash of not having him in a marquee matchup and and you know basically pick up your ball and go to the next hole i thought it was it was telling that he said it was a joint decision b- between frank and, and his trainer mike mincias to keep him out um you know i think it it made sense given the context of the game but as you said you know if this were a playoff game or actually a game that they were trying to win at the end there uh he, he would have gone yeah. back in but Um, that, that's going to be the thing to monitor, I guess, for the next 48 hours or yeah. so. Just, you know, I, I don't know if we're, they're going to have practice tomorrow, but um, maybe we'll have an update then. But that that feels like about it for this yeah. game. There, I, I don't think there's anything we didn't discuss. No, I think that, I think that was about it. What did you think of the ring ceremony? Ah, uh, the ring ceremony. The ring, the ring ceremony was cool, man. Um, credit to, you know, Tim Harris, the Lakers president of business operations and all of his people, you know, 
I thought they, you know, there were some really nice touches on, um, you know, I mean, I thought having the frontline workers, you know, present by video, the, um, the, 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 the coaching staff's um, uh, rings, and then, you know, having the players' families and Frank, Frank Vogel's family and, and Rob Palinka's family, I thought it was very, you know, emotional touch. I mean, I, I thought, you know, it looked like Frank was going to tear up a little bit. Um, you know, I, there were a couple of times, you know, I got a little emotional with some of the kids. I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's just a, you know, it's just different when, you know, your kids telling you that, you know, they're proud of you. And so I, I thought that was, I thought that was a really neat touch and a way to bring some emotion into a, you know, into a situation, you know, that was, you know, really devoid of energy, right? When you, you have no, you have no crowd to sort of light a fire in that moment. I thought, you know, that they did a good job of really manuf manufacturing is the wrong word because it makes it seem inauthentic, but like, I, I, you know, really kind of summoning that sort of emotion um, in a, in an otherwise really sterile environment. And I thought that was cool. I think it's cool. They've got the banner up that says basically, uh, you know, uh, stay tuned Lakers fans. So whenever fans are allowed back in Staples Center, the Lakers will do this all again, apparently, and they'll they'll reveal the, the championship banner. Um, but hey, I mean, who knows? I mean, by the time they do that, they might be unveiling two championship banners. So, um, but I, I thought the ring ceremony was 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 very cool. It was kind of weird for me. I, I felt like uh, Dennis Schroeder got asked about it afterward, and he was like, you know, it was a special moment, but I didn't win the championship. Right. You know, I, I wasn't with these guys last year, and that's kind of how it was for me because I was like, this is my first ring ceremony, but I wasn't covering this team last season, so like, I, I didn't. I didn't put in the work to get this ring, but I'll take it. <laughs> I, have a, I have a question about the ring ceremony. So I asked LeBron about this post game because I saw LeBron like went to the back, like at the start of the ring ceremony, he came back with his phone and I thought he had notes on it. Cause I thought he was going to speak. I was really surprised LeBron didn't speak for one, but then for two, he said he FaceTimed his wife and she didn't answer. What the hell was Savannah doing that she couldn't <laughs> answer a FaceTime from LeBron during the ring ceremony? Like, shouldn't she have at least picked up and said, pay attention? <laughs> like, I just don't understand. Like, I mean, Savannah, listen, Savannah has a standing invitation to come on the forum club anytime to discuss anything, but especially to answer this question, because I am, I am perplexed. I mean, listen, then LeBron called his mom and got to tell her, like, you know, that you know, he was glad she got to be a part of it. But I just don't understand what Savannah was doing in that moment other than sitting there watching the ring ceremony with her phone by her side. Or maybe she put her phone in another room so that she could focus on the ring ceremony. I, I think we'll go with that okay, version. That's, that's the one. <laughs> right. I think that's an appropriate place to end this. Bill, where can people fi uh, find you on social media if they're not following you already, despite listening to this podcast? They might have been following me before this podcast and <laughs> are, are now need to know how to unfollow me. So if you need to unfollow me on social media, uh, it's at Bill Oram on Twitter. It's also at Bill Oram on Instagram. Uh, that's O-R-A-M. And uh, and you, Yovan? If you're not following me yet, which you might not be. That's because true. Th th I mean, I, listen, I, think, I think more people have unfollowed <laughs> you recently than me. <laughs> My Twitter and Instagram handle is at Yovan Buha. That's at J-O-V-A-N-B-U-H-A. For Bill, this is Yovan signing out. Talk to you guys on Christmas.